Hello and welcome to the Pants Party After Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, joined, as always, uh, by Ben Ross. Ben, how are you oh, doing? Oh, baby, I already cracked mine. I, we should have coordinated that. We got that next time. Uh, I'm good, man. You know, the these Hawks, we are, um, you know, we are 14 strips of bacon in on the day and uh, almost as many beers but so life is good man life is it's always good to beat minnesota i uh, love beating my hometown school love beating the school i definitely still don't have the rejection letter in my drawer so it's, it's just it's great <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's no greater tonic than beating the brakes off of a rival uh specifically I mean, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but a trophy is on the line. The greatest trophy in all the lands. Uh, Floyd of Rosedale. Might as well just call him Floyd of Melrose, right? I mean, that's nice. that's what he is. Um, Shit, friend right. of the pants, Sir Nicholas. He said he's officially served his first uh, term as senator. Um, huh. That's where the politics talk will will stop. But. I mean, he's been around forever, and it's just an utter delight as Iowa wins 35-7. Um, I, I think wh- where to start uh, other than, I would say, the running game. Uh, I mean, yeah. So Iowa took Minnesota's averaging 7.3 rushing yards on defense, uh, and we took that, and we amassed 236 uh, on Iowa's own, including four scores, just ran the ball. It, it, honestly, it feels like we ran for 300 yards. It feels like uh, we talked about this before we hopped on, but Iowa averaged 6.7 yards a rush. If you take away a kneel, that goes out to seven yards a rush. But, so we were still held under Minnesota's rushing average for the year. It just feels like so much more, especially when the last three runs by Makai Sargent, uh, you know, 45, I think, six and 17 yards were the last three just we ended on such a high note um but i, I mean it's great you know minnesota scored uh, the garbage garbage gar- garbageiest the most garbage oh no that's and, still that the, the most garbage touchdown is still austin arnods in 2010 i think by the exact same score 35 to 7 um i, mean, I, I was remember. up 35-0, and Arnaud, after being shut out for, I think, three games against Iowa, scored the touchdown. Almost the exact same scenario. The ones were in against the twos. As far as I'm concerned, the touchdown doesn't even count. Um, I mean, yeah, I had my whole life. It was a life, shutout. I, did, I wrote the recap, and I almost hit publish when, with 35 nothing in the headline. <laughs> um, that was really bad. Uh, I mean, I don't remember that Austin Arnaud thing. Maybe I'll watch the tape later. Probably not. But – it just feels good. And we, it looked like we might've even, you know, everybody's throwing shade at Iowa on, on Twitter, on the internet, or the official Hawkeye account is out there uh, saying road the boat. Um, they are espionation counterpart is getting ratioed to hell. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. I know. I, I mean, it's, it's the type of thing this, this is why you wanted college football back. You being the general public, like I, I think we needed this just complete pettiness um, because really that's Absolutely. that was 
unbel- it was an unbelievable amount of petty. Uh, even for like Kirk Ferentz, like three timeouts with 19 seconds left. I was helping uh, put my child get get him cleaned up uh, bath time, but to to like walk out of the room and see like, oh, it's still got 19 seconds left. What's going on here? Like, can't this game just end? Uh, there was a reason. And, and <laughs> like, I just, uh, just amazing. I just think. And also, like you know, it being a Friday night added to it a little bit of context. You know, this game is gonna be this game is gonna be played on a Friday night, no matter what, even in in the normal times. And Kirk and Iowa objected heavily uh, against this game being played on a Friday night. And the whole and whatever for whatever reason, the Big Ten bends over backwards to appease PJ Fleck. And the whole, I mean, the conspiracy behind it, the reason they want it played on Friday night, and I don't think it's conspiracy. I think it's hundred percent true. Is PJ Fleck was sick of. Minnesota-born football recruits going to – they didn't want to see be on the Iowa sideline on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, so putting this game on a Friday, you know, Minnesota football plays on Friday nights in high school, so they were going to miss this game. They wouldn't – it would be a missed out recruiting opportunity for Iowa. And I think that really upset Kirk Ferentz because he's an old school, like, old school guy like that, and he just loves putting it to his um, – to this, you know, this got this goddamn snake oil of a counterpart up north. Yeah, I think that the thing that makes it so compelling between Kirk and PJ is like I I actually do think that Kirk Ferentz very begrudgingly respects the type of program that Fleck has built when you think of it from an inside out type of team. Um I I mean but they had no inside tonight. Um, but the broad strokes of it, it's like, well, you, you look at kind of the, the numbers and Iowa got, I mean, it not worked because they did the working, but Iowa had only 53 plays. They only had time of possession for 23.5 minutes. But that doesn't matter when you're running 6.7 yards a pop. So 53 um, plays, that is like, that's bad. That is hilarious. It really oh is. Oh my goodness. And, and like, yeah, uh, in a Obviously way, it was it's not bad, of, but or I mean, it is bad in general. Typically, yes, it's horrible. Yeah, but it's like it, it doesn't matter when when everything else is so good. Like I, I think I'm I'm finally ready to declare Iowa's defense very good with surprisingly little drop off from last year through four games. They just seem. Really good. Is, like, is Robbie Moss like? Is he a player? Is he for real? <sighs> I like him. I like him. I, I if I'm, I, I'm Merriweather is out here making the number one wide receiver in the conference see ghosts. He's dropping balls because he's hearing Kayvon Merriweather's footsteps. Like, this is pretty wild. Yeah, I, I didn't expect this secondary to. I mean, why, why did we not trust in Phil? I think that's kind of what it comes down to because he, he is the ultimate like magic man on uh, this Iowa Hawkeye staff. Because you look at the guys that are playing, they are not the most highly re- recruited. Kerner was a walk-on. Merriweather was uh, a basketball player three years ago, four years ago. Riley Moss was a blue shirt, gray shirt, whatever it's called, where uh, he... he Walk on that was gonna get a scholarship and and Hankins he was highly regarded four star out of Dallas but 
Like, like he's just kind of shutting down his half of the field, and Kerner and Moss are getting ducks thrown their way and just Kerner totally just, scooping them up. I don't know if I'm prepared to say a nose for a ball, no, nose for the ball, which I guess he does. He's just always in the right place at the right time. Like, I'd have to look at the numbers, but I, he was our he, he was a team leader in interceptions last year too, wasn't he? I believe he had uh, three, what, four or five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so he already has that. he already has four this year. Um, I he he could be approaching you know leaderboard material there with uh, a couple more years under his uh, ahead of him. It's just funny he's turning into. We're watching him become a really good player in front of our eyes. Yeah, and, and I mean, he was the guy who filled in for Merriweather at free safety once exactly. Merriweather went down early. So it's like he he may not have been here, but like I mean, it's that next man up mantra. It's it's the good parts of the Iowa way coming through in a guy like Jack Kerner, um, and really, you just you love to see it. Like I, I'm over the moon because like I kind of love this Friday night game. Like I kind of like it. I know, but <laughs> especially I'm gonna watch the Masters all day tomorrow. I don't have to worry about Iowa football tomorrow. I know it's just like we've got our good news out of the way. Don't <laughs> yeah, need to have this hang over our head of like, oh, is Iowa gonna do it? Because I mean, there were issues. I don't think it's worth discussing them right now. Um, <laughs> to, to the, that third quarter was just. Oh. So dumb. Well, thank uh, God Minnesota had an 11-minute 11, 11 third-quarter drive. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, I would have yeah. given them the ball more times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really the, the thing for me is just like the, the classic bend but don't break, special teams doing all the small things. They didn't even bend. Um, I mean, you are right. Like I, they, yeah. just, they just had so much field to work in front of. I think um, – so I think uh, they said on the broadcast at one point um, that Minnesota's best starting field position was the sixteen their sixteen yard line, and all game. If that isn't just special teams doing their job, I do not know what is. But because that's just that is a Kirk Ferentz just other than the interception. Uh, that would be – that sounds right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you're right about that. I mean, yeah, but here we are, you know, just talking about basically the bad things. We hardly mentioned, you know, Tyler Goodson. Uh, yeah. He's a goddamn player. Makai Sargent, we love to see. Um, there, I mean, there's an offensive player we're omitting, maybe on purpose. I'm just – most. the only thing I'm most upset about is I still see Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, and um, and Brady Quinn on my TV. <laughs> On like a semi-regular basis, like what? This is 2004 again. God damn it! Uh, the Bush push. I know it's uh, it, it's it's something. I, I I hate to say it, but good thing Urban Meyer can set them straight. Uh, we can talk about the Fox halftime show at a later date because Do that okay. just. Do you think it's pre-recorded? Round my ears. Yeah, it was pre-recorded. They've done this before. They did it for the Iowa basketball game uh, in Las Vegas last year. Why I remember this? Because yeah. Iowa slided. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, what do they have to say about Iowa? Nothing, because it was a pre-recorded segment. Ugh, whatever. Whatever, Fox. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think as we <laughs> ter- clo- close the show, I think it does bear mentioning that um, 
the running game was just astonishing. Like it, it was delightful to see just, I think if you call them holes, it would be doing them an injustice because the Iowa offensive line had maybe their best game of the year. It was maybe um, Tim, Tim Polisek's best performance, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when 56-14 was. Um, that might have been pre-Polisek. That might have been I think it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that everyone that's playing along the offensive line is clicking at a really high level. Um, uh, and like like you said, when you have Tyler Goodson, who's basically doing it all, um, I, in my mind, I really undersold his ability as a hard runner. Um, I, I don't think he necessarily puts a hurt on anyone, but he isn't – he's not falling backwards um, on a lot mm-hmm. of these between the tackle runs, and he's certainly – um, making the most of the space that his his guys are giving to him. So it, it was fun. I mean, Iowa even had that end around from Nico Regani for for a touchdown. Amir Smith-Marset uh, had a had a I'd call it a nice game. Um, you know, it's uh, just, yeah, he could have had an even nicer game too. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it, it's just beating a rival on a Friday night about to play probably an aggressive amount of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's, it's hard to be mad about the state of things. Are they still using the animus in there or have they upgraded? Oh, of course they are. I, I don't know. I haven't played this latest one, but it's going to be the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. It's so dumb, but I love it. It's like, uh, you can't just have us be this character. But is this the Vikings one now? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah. Uh, uh, quick tangent. The the thing that got that's gotten me most excited for this one is the Last Kingdom on Netflix. Uh, very good show that my wife and I have enjoyed. Maybe it's not good. I think it's yeah. Good. Um, I'd say I haven't heard that word used to describe it. <laughs> oh, people don't like the Last Kingdom. No, people hate it. <laughs> what? Yeah, we keep going. Ah, well, it's about Vikings and Danes and Englishmen. Uh, so, well, I still like it, Ben. I still like it. You can't take me down from this high. No, oh, there's nothing. I would never yuck your yum. You know that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess closing thoughts for you, Ben. Uh, do you have a, an outstanding Masters bet that you're you're watching as a or anything about Iowa just no I've got uh I was super close to reopening my sports book account for this Iowa game and you know obviously I wish I did but no nothing for the Masters I got totally priced out of my Masters pool um <laughs> luckily you know I just feel so confident watching Bryson DeChambeau you know I actually like him I do think he got really unlucky today if you're paying attention but he's also you know he reminds me a little bit of PJ Fleck in that he's a complete and total twat um, <laughs> so, uh, it's just funny, cool watching Bernard longer, still linger around. Uh, I saw something today that he, uh, in his first tournament, he uh, played against someone who was born in the year 1900. Uh, and then this year he's playing against somebody who was born in the year 2002, which is just an absolutely wild, um, generation gap to think about when you're playing the sport. 
that statistic literally. Yeah, I know. To my it is, it's mind blown. <laughs> it's absolutely mind blowing. It it reminds me of Chuck Klosterman. He was like, "There's this wild interview of a man on TV who's 80 years old who heard Lincoln give a Gettysburg address or something crazy. It's like similar to that, but wow, it just makes your mind think about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll remember that Bernard Longer stat yeah. that that's shaken me. I can let me just pull up the exact stat so I get it right. It was. He competed in major against Gene Sarazen, who was born in 1902. And this year he's competing against Abel Galagos, who was born in 2002. So I was two years off. So I corrected myself. But it's the 100, 100 yeah. year gap, which I think is even wilder. Just wait until next year when he's playing against someone who's probably, yeah, I don't know, a it'll be TikTok one. store. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother who's going to make the cut. <laughs> Oh, his brother is a golfer? No, he's a TikToker. <laughs> oh, okay, got, got me there. Alrighty, yep. so <laughs> so for Ben Ross, I'm Harrison Starr. Go Iowa, and as always... Who hates Iowa? Nobody. Not me. Yep. Nobody. Every, Idiots. Or everyone does. Idiots. Idiots. I don't know. Idiots do. Alrighty, Ben, I'll talk to you later. Bye.